Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking us on a very great chat that I felt that is something that we should be talking about, not just about what PPC does, but also what affects PPC as well. Those conversations are really important. So we talk about beyond the click, leaning into CRO for PPC. Do you know what CRO stands for? I wouldn't make you hold your breath. It's called, It stands for conversion rate optimization. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the importance of conversion rate optimization for a paid search professional, whether it's part of their job, whether it's part of someone else's job. That was like an interesting, you know, back and forth that especially Julie and I had. So yeah, excited to take you through that. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share retweet on that's right twitter on the handle the marketing annual or join us in our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup podcast make a request to join and we'd be happy to have you or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes so yeah as i said we are going to be talking about a channel that definitely affects paid search that every paid search person will will think about when putting a campaign together because ad copy is usually inspired by landing page so landing page optimization and conversion rate optimization is very important topic so we're going to be talking about again beyond the click leaning into CRO for PPC but Julie starts us off saying first how are we doing she's doing well she shares a picture of her very cute dog Maple and she calls it Maple Day that was yesterday which was the anniversary of them adopting their family dog Maple and she's been part of the family for two years now love a cute pet picture yeah get on julie's profile which is at neptune moon if you want to see that cute picture before we get into the questions as usual julie goes this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate as always but yeah lurkers and just the listeners of this podcast are definitely always welcome as well and going into how we're doing, I was able to slide in a cheeky mention as, as well about the PPC Live UK talk this weekend just gone. I, I got the first draft. I say first draft, there will probably be a few changes here and there, but the first full draft slide to slide from introduction and gender to, to summary and everything in between, I pretty much put that together. But depending on interesting conversations on the twitter sphere i tend to then yeah maybe make some edits make some quotes to some slides so excited for that but yeah two and a half weeks till the pbc live uk inaugural event which is happening on the 28th of july at 5 30 p.m about east london it's going to be like the first an industry event that i'm running i finished my slides this weekend as i said and we've had 66 Tickets already bought because the tickets are only eight pounds because I want accessibility for 
everyone from the executive managers, seniors, so that people don't feel like, you know, they're just a sales ploy for those 800 pounds tickets. Anyway, 66 tickets sold. I'm selling a hundred. So yeah, 34 of you out there, those tickets are still waiting for you. So yeah, we're going to get straight into the chats. We had Tim Halloran joining us as well as Lawrence Chase, as well as Dwayne Brown, Sophie Logan, as well joins us, as well as Dylan online, Amalia Fowler back from her holiday joins us as well for a few of the questions and a few of the answers. That's some great experts that we have on this lineup. So Julita starts us off with question one saying, what, if anything, does the term CRO mean to you? I cheekily went, it means conversion rate optimization. <laughs> obvious answer but yeah in all seriousness what i mean by that is that i think it's an essential part of the marketing activity without cro we shall send traffic to a site and a lot of the clicks won't convert properly and cro and ppc should work as partners cro should work with all the marketing channels that are all about sending the traffic so email marketing cro should work with them seo cro should work with them and yeah all the other any anything that you're doing whether it's display programmatic whatever even tv ads whatever you're doing that's going to drive traffic to the site you need to work with cro julie also gives a similar answer saying cro means conversion rate optimization that's the term to me what that means to me is looking critically and objectively at the website experience for a potential customer and making it be the best it can be it can also involve testing on the landing page sophie logan replies saying ongoing on-page optimization to help make every visit count absolutely lawrence chase replies saying it is all the hard work after someone clicks on the ad we need to understand the customer journey sorry for the bingo card buzzword customer journey is that the bingo card <laughs> buzzword i'm not sure about that lawrence anyway what page they land on how they interact with the site are all very important tim halloran replies saying to me it means improving the likelihood of post-click success absolutely a lot about paid media is optimizing pre-click engagement but if your ultimate objective is form fills you'll need to focus on post-click too like the landing page experience oh julia had a, has a follow-up to her answer to question one saying cro must be done from the perspective of a potential customer too and not the company or advertiser's perspective absolutely this is a big deal because it really is not focused truly on customer perspective in a lot of cases at least in my experience and we have dylan online replying to question one saying to me cro relates to testing and improving website elements to enhance the customer experience on the site to influence users likelihood of making a purchase yes it's all about improving that purchase likelihood and yeah someone replies 100 to this one that's roman we then have tony zara replying to question one saying conversion rate optimization means identifying points of friction in the flow of an experience leading to a, a desired outcome outcome if it doesn't contribute to conversion it is friction rush replies to question one saying yes cro looking at the data and user experience analytically to help build a better user experience eventually boosting conversion rates absolutely it's all about improving that conversion rate julie then gives us question two saying do you have any experience in cro and or have you worked on or with the teams who are responsible for the website slash landing page experience Rush replies, I know a few things about CRO, but I'm not a CRO trained. I actively worked with our design and CRO team to create a seamless experience for users. Julie replies, I don't think you need specific CRO training to do it. 
Honestly, the two best biggest components are taking time to research competitors and be honest how your experience stacks up. And second, being able to spot technical issues so they can be fixed. And I replied to that, and this is like the little bit of a back and forth, but it was very respectful conversation. As I said, I do think specific CRO training is needed. More than that, it's the ongoing testing about what is working on the landing page using heat maps to see how customers navigate the site and more. And I said that I'd love Ayat. The handle is at Ayat and her name, that's Ashukairi. Sorry, Ayat, if I got that wrong. I do believe her name is, her first name is Ayat. Anyway, I said I'd love her opinion on it. Julie then responds to me saying, I'm not saying you can't be an expert in CRO. You definitely can make that your speciality. But I do think we as PPCs can and probably should understand the basics of CRO. And I said, true, we definitely should understand the basics of it. Tim Halloran agrees as well, saying, I think there are degrees of CRO. Sometimes you need a minimally viable alternative, and that comes in the form of the paid marketer role. Even as simple as telling them a form is too long or hidden or the mobile version of the page sucks and we're losing conversion, etc. Julie replies to that, yeah, saying most clients I've worked with had plenty of runway for improvement in their website experience that was well within my skill set to diagnose and make recommendations on what to fix or change. So yeah, absolutely. As long as you can, if you can give some basic information and I actually mentioned some for some future, future questions that Julie gave us about we are, what could be done about this. And so, yeah, I definitely agree that even as a paid tech person, you could have some CRO knowledge and input that you should have in there. I feel Ayat also responded at some point, but I don't think just here, but I'm sure we'll get to it. And what Lawrence also did contribute to this conversation about specific skill sets in terms of CRO, he goes, this comes back to our saying marketing is going back to what it always was, the customer experience from the start to finish. And uh, Julie goes, yeah, yes, we old folks in marketing are going to have a nice advantage moving into this next phase, aren't we? And we have Lawrence then giving his response to question two, saying, yes, I have worked doing surveys, user studies, etc. They take time, but they are well worth the effort. Tim Halloran as well responds to question two, saying, yes, I love improving CRO. It's fun to me with internal teams, external teams, multiple stakeholders, compliance arms of organizations, or just me noodling around in Google Optimize or Optimizely or Unbounce, trying new recommendations or ideas I've got depends on software and processes too. So those are a few tools. So Google Optimize or Optimizely or Unbounce are tools that you can use for conversion rate optimization. Julie then gives an answer to question two saying my background before PPC is in web design with a general marketing focus before that. So yes, I always have thoughts on what might make the web experience better and convert more. I always share those thoughts and sometimes get to work on the landing pages. We have Steve Gibson as well responding saying, yeah, I'm seven to O against conversion rate optimization. So that's seven and the two dots. What is semicolon? No, a colon, even. <laughs> I'm seven colon zero against conversion rate experts. And I respond to question two saying, yeah, not yet, but is a shame and one of yeah our biggest issues, especially in the industry, just in general, the silos that happen between channels and clients not realizing the need of new team for this. And sometimes they just don't feel like they need a new team for it. And yeah, in an interview for a PPC role, I was asked questions about optimizing the landing page and I did feel they were in depth, not just, you know, 
paid search like knowledge about you know landing page optimization you know and i was like yeah i responded that you will need a cro for this and which to no surprise they didn't i didn't hear back from them and i have no regrets either i believe those kinds of questions and answers really give a clear idea of whether you are a good fit for a company anyway so yeah after the no regrets i said it's two different roles and both which should be given equal importance I have Dylan online as well so responded to question two saying not enough hands-on practical experience through the whole process, but I've worked with teams and made my suggestions on what I feel would do well in certain instances. I'm currently working closely with a client who's just moved to Shopify on their CRO. And we have Tony Zara replying to question two saying CRO has been around since the first direct response ads. Retailers used to use mail-in coupons to gauge response rates to different copy or calls to action. I've personally worked in, on CRO from everything from nationwide infomercial upsells to B2B checkouts. That's a, a, a good insight into the history of CRO there, Tony Zara. Thank you. Dwayne Brown joins us to answer question one saying we look at it from two lenses increasing the conversion rate of a site is the common answers it be increase the aov of people buying on the site both can happen together or one and not the other and Dwayne answers a question two as well saying spend two years working at unbounce spend time before that working on sites and landing pages for brands like asos and jack wills to improve our paid acquisition numbers got started in lead gen and working with smbs in australia which is all LPs all the time. John Kagan as well responds to question two saying, yup, yup. It is the first step in saying I am about to annoy the living daylights out of the UX and PM team. Matt as well responds to question two saying in B2B conversion optimization can be a red herring to a certain degree. It can be easy to get lots of very low value, poorly qualified conversions without the last few quarters. Within the last few quarters, we're taking fewer conversions for more intent slash revenue. Uh, he continues, I know this calls into question the value of the conversion itself in the first place, but changing times dictate changing business strategies. Business needs vacillate, vacillate between top and bottom of funnel. My point is conversion optimization alone in and of itself isn't always good for business. Yeah, it's part of a whole full-on strategy, I, I think, of all the channels and the direction the channels that are driving traffic to the site. Anyway, Julie then goes on to question three saying, is it part of your regular practice to review landing pages and or websites when either pitching or working on PPC accounts? Why or why not? Kirk joins the conversation, replying to question three saying, yes, on-page content is a crucial part of PPC. We have turned down prospects before whose websites were so bad we didn't think we had a chance at winning with their ads account. Rush replies saying, you are doomed if you don't review landing page and message from a potential buyer's point of view. As a marketer, I review landing page, review messaging, understand the audience visiting those pages and the medium they arrived from, CTA and goals. So that's call to actions and goals. Steve Gibson replies, it depends on what I'm being asked to do. If I'm in charge of increasing the profits, then that's going to be the most important lever. But if they've got their own people who are doing a good job, I'll usually leave it alone. Corey Kohler replies saying, yes, kind of feels funny answering this because it is so fundamental. The landing page is one of the most critical parts of a successful campaign for many reasons, speed, relevance, ability to convert, etc., which is why the big G made it a part of the quality score. 
And Julie replies to question three with a big yes, with four exclamation marks, saying, I review the potential client site and landing page, and I also look at their top competitors. I want to know what I'm up against, both with their properties and what the experience is like for potential customers on other advertisers' sites. John Kagan replies, yes, but honestly, it is way too reactionary. And we have Lawrence replying saying it depends on the client. Some want the feedback and others do not. I always provide some insight for ads I'm running, though no matter what. I feel like doing PPC without doing any CRO is like installing cabinets but no doors. It is only half the job. And we have Tony Zara as well responding to question three saying we have had ad strategies fail because of UX problems. When we point to the UX after the campaigns are launched, it looks like we are trying to shift blame for poor performance. CRO is now part of our onboarding. And I replied to this saying that not for pitching because I've hardly been involved in that kind of process, but definitely when it's my responsibility to put keywords and ad copy together. I've actually once been asked to do that before the landing page was ready. And I said no. Because I'm like, I need to know what that landing page looks like to put together a good ad copy, especially. And Julie then responds to Matt, where Matt was talking about, you know, conversion rate optimization in and of itself isn't always good for business. Julie goes, yes, you can optimize for the wrong thing. Sometimes you find that out in your testing. Sometimes you have the wrong goals. Sometimes the client is hung up on a dumb metrics. And Doug R. Thomas replies, totally agreed. I think there's a big difference between numbers get bigger and business results improve. I think in general, there's an incentive to have especially agencies not be involved in the real business side and just focus on what analytics can tell them. And we have Sophie responded to question three saying yes, and it's a constant battle with our clients to get their PPC landing pages optimized. I think you should still fight that battle, Sophie. It's part of our audits for all of our services too, as it can make or break the performance of our campaigns. That's such a good input for an audit. Steve Gibson replies to question three saying it depends on what I'm being asked to do. If I'm in charge of increasing the profits, then that's going to be the most important lever. But if they've got their own people who are doing a good job, I'll usually leave it alone. And Tim Halloran replies to question three saying yes, specifically for B2B, but also in general, if you have a goal of X percent increase in leads in a specific time period, and I review your landing page and see that it's bad, I wouldn't recommend pumping money into ads till that is at a minimum adequate and we have dylan online replying to question three saying first thing i do for new clients or pitching is reviewing the landing pages and their competitors although while working on existing clients i have been guilty of keeping my head too stuck in google ads accounts that i don't go back and review the site when performance drops exactly and this is such an important thing about you know knowing what could affect your paid search account and it could be landing page so when you start seeing that conversion rate being a little bit iffy go and see what's going on in the landing page go and ask web dev if they've made any changes seo if they've made any changes those are things that will affect your accounts Julie then responds to that saying, I look at the competitive landscape quarterly, doesn't have to be crazy in depth, but I want to know if a new competitor is in the mix and or if an existing one has seriously upped their game. Dylan goes, definitely something I'm trying to do more often as well. Yeah, that will make you a great paid search manager there, Dylan. Melissa replies to question three saying yes to a point. We review landing pages and make suggestions, but do not make the optimizations unless scoped.
And then Julie goes then, yeah, more general point here. CRO impacts us in PPC, whether we want to think about it directly or not. Absolutely. The landing page is hugely important. It's a hugely important factor in conversions happening. Best ad strategy and execution can look awful if a terrible site keeps conversions from happening. Absolutely. Lawrence replies to that saying, yes, it is on our, in our own best interest to be involved, even if it is just letting them know what we see and not be the person responsible for the program. Julie goes, it can also tell you when to walk away from a client. If there are clear and very significant issues with their site that they refuse to address, you will never make them happy with your PPC efforts. And she continues with that saying that, yeah, because all the things we would do to improve performance can't overcome a truly awful website melissa goes yes and a lot of those clients come to us saying our previous agency sucked no no the landing pages she goes when really it was their landing page that sucked no win situation for any agency yeah red flags when they start saying things like that julie goes which is why i look at everything in the proposal process and ask questions about the site if i find issues if the attitude about it is not one of wanting to improve then it is a no for me lawrence goes this all falls under the heading of how committed are they to the success of the work some brands just want to check the box yep we are doing advertising the best brands are the ones who commit the energy and resources to the success and melissa finally goes yes and it is not always the biggest clients doing this well absolutely some it's the big small clients who sometimes get it right and wrong you can never tell in terms of size and we have Dwayne Brown replying to question three saying, yes, it is for clients, retainer, and those who hired us for one-off audits. Many things happen outside of the ad account. And a nice new little resource here, Tony Zara gave in the chat saying, for those looking for CRO training, Baymard, so B-A-Y-M-A-R-D, and that's a handle, has exceptional resources on best practices, much of it for free. Nice. We love a free resource. And our second to last question from Julie is a question for going, do your clients or stakeholders view the post-click experience to be part of your responsibility? How do you address post-click issues with them when you find them? And we have Melissa McKee replying to question four saying most of our clients understand that the post-click experience is on them, although we can help consult and make recommendations again, unless we are scoped for CRO. Lawrence as well responds saying sometimes demanding depending on the client but most of the time no when I worked in-house it was 100% my team's responsibility Dwayne Brown replies saying they don't before coming to us as many agencies don't do CRO work or think or talk about that post-click experience many agencies are so focused on the ad account they miss the forest of opportunities plus many don't know any better i bet too julie responds to question four saying typically on-page stuff is not in the scope of an initial project if my help is desired it gets added i'm very straightforward when there are site issues sugarcoating it doesn't help even if they are in love with their site be respectful but truthful that is the key be respectful but truthful so if you're logan responds saying in my experience it's less of them thinking it's our responsibility and 
more of them just not seeing the importance in it or putting resources to rectify issues. She continues, one way I demonstrate the importance is by showing them the high quality, high intent search terms they have coming through to site, which don't go on to convert. My ads are bringing the right people in. Now your website has to take them over the finish line. Absolutely. So I like that it's less about them thinking it's our responsibility and more of them just not seeing the importance or putting a resource behind it. And I think they don't, I have found that they don't see it as their responsibility as well and don't see it as, as the importance of it. It's a mixture of both in my, in my instances, what I've seen. And I definitely always go, well, our responsibility is definitely mainly the traffic, but let's help to see what needs to be done on the site that can improve conversion rate. At the end of the day, when you start saying you have an issue with conversion rate, look at the landing page. Rosh then responds to question four as well, saying there is a delicate balance between a post-click experience being the responsibility of the marketing design and CRO team, educating stakeholders on how this works helps. And I think that is a very good follow-up from what Sophie said about them just not knowing that it's an important thing that they need to be looking at and not putting the resources behind it so if you encourage that from the beginning that conversation later on can be I think very helpful Dylan responds saying yes and no not from the implementation side of things but for advice and suggestions the problem is that they usually aren't willing to pay for the changes to be implemented oh interesting Julie replies which they are actually paying for even more by not fixing the issue and therefore losing revenue so frustrating and Melissa goes it's shocking how often this happens I get web dev resources are hard to come by but how about some prioritization absolutely Steve Gibson replies, depends what we negotiate. If we negotiate that it's my responsibility, then if we start talking about what that looks like, including how many split tests slash landing page test I'm getting. And then we've got, yeah, Julie taking us to the last question, question five. Before that, we've got Tony Zara responding to question four as well, saying conversion rate is literally multiplier for ads. We have to take an interest if we want to be good stewards of clients' money. It's amazing to me how blind clients are to their own check checkout flow. Our first diagnostic for performance dips, order a product and screenshot friction. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Screenshot the landing page, see what's actually going on in that case. We then have the last question from Julie going, I definitely want to get this question in today. What is the biggest hindrance post-click that you have encountered for the accounts you have worked on? Were you able to do anything about it? For me, I'll straight in jumping with my, uh, the, the main issue I had was call to actions. I've had plenty of times where I'm like, what is the specific call to action? Do you want them to fill in a form? Do you want them to buy an item? Do you want them to contact somebody? And several of those can be seen on a landing page. And when it's confusing, I don't know what to put on an ad copy and it can be really confusing. That can be really make for a very bad landing page experience or a bad conversion rate. Cause you say, oh yeah, you want them to actually put in a, a lead form, fill in a lead form. And we put that in a ad copy, like call to action will be blah, 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 great product here and there, fill in, fill in the form now for more information. And they get on the landing page and straight up it's contact us or straight up is, you know, buy this. And before you actually get to the form, they need to fill in so annoying. Or if the form they need to fill in is so long and it's like 10 questions long and it's a mixture of things. Don't make that call to action confusing. Cause yeah, that's when paid search doesn't work well. 
Melissa replies to question five saying, where do I start? Overly long forms. Yes, I mentioned that. Popovers that you can't figure out how to close. Silly intrusive chat functions interrupting the conversion process. Hiding the conversion button or form. Yeah, right at the bottom of the page, especially. Lawrence goes, for B2B, this is a killer. I always say, what is the minimum you need and let your sales team fill in the rest when they connect? Why lose out on 10 to 15 plus percent of the leads you could have had? by making them bounce. It should be easy for the consumer. Good Lord, this Julie goes. It is called sales for a reason. You need to interact with the prospect, qualify them, and then sell to them. A web form can't do all of that effectively or take the place of sales teams. Melissa goes, yes, exactly. The excuse we usually hear is, but we need all this for our CRM. Don't let your CRM drive your marketing strategy. Julie goes, I know I have told this before, but worked with a company years ago, that industry was changing fast, had great strategy and were pulling in lots of good leads. Sales per people refused to follow up on the new type of of lead she continues ceo said the guys don't want to do this new leads seriously that was his answer to which i said well maybe you need some new guys some clients are their own worst enemy it is okay to walk away from them absolutely lawrence goes i may have said this as well to a sales vp before if the team does not want the leads i bet some other sales folk would love to get them like the competitors right melissa goes it makes no sense so yeah that's a very great long conversation about how yeah clients get it wrong and clients can be their own worst enemies at times lawrence replies to question five saying two big ones actually one checkout process and two site speed some companies ask for way too much or make the checkout process very difficult site speed is also always a killer people will leave if the site is slow Lawrence replies it is funny how folks will wait in a store line for five minutes to check out but if your site takes 20 to 30 seconds to load a page they will leave site speed matters I need to work on that on my site so many times and then Julie gives her answer to question five saying client was extremely niche website purchase flow had significant usability issues which we noted from get-go referral traffic from an amazing source produced abysmal conversions it should have been easily 80 percent from this source was less than 10 percent and then she continued every month we brought this up they never changed anything but complained about low conversion rates every month don't work with them anymore you can't make people make better decisions even if it is so obvious what the issue is yeah don't work with people who are just pig-headed into into actually implementing a solution that is a good solution that you've you know brought out to them on a silver platter steve gibson replies i had one client a multi-million company whose onboarding was how should i put this on the spectrum i walked them through it and showed them it was killing their ppc roas it didn't get fixed they accused me of making excuses and fired me ha! continued by the way they agreed with my breakdown of the onboarding they still accused me of making excuses i laughed on my way out of the door yeah i, I imagine he was skipping out of the door you don't want to work with people like that Sophie Logan responds to question five saying landing pages which completely fail at providing information about the product or service specifications or USPs completely overestimating the visitor's experience or knowledge of the brand and then still expecting that they're going to get a lead when they haven't done anything to convince the visitor to take action absolutely yeah 
We then have Dagar Thomas responding to question four about the question on do your clients or stakeholders view the post-click experience to be part of your responsibility. Doug who goes, it depends on the client if they view it as part of the agency's role. Sometimes there's other stakeholders and teams in charge, but really any time that the PPC agency can't control the whole experience, I've seen results drop off significantly. Tony Zara responds to question five saying, after taking more than 20 seconds in checkout clients' tech, in checkout, clients tech would fire a pop-up to enter your email that you had already entered earlier for a discount that was the same as the homepage offer. So just a, 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 an opportunity to do a pop-up to enter your email for a, for an offer that you can get with no pop-up and no actual providing your email address yeah very clever there john kagan responds to question four saying case by case some don't want to hear it from me some need it and want it to question five he responds improper tracking and the battle of beauty versus function versus purpose on a page we then have Dogar Thomas responded to question five saying, yeah, the biggest thing I've seen is copy. I feel a naive understanding of CRO leads to obsession with the SaaS squeeze paid layout, ignoring the people still need to be sold after the click. Long copy is good. Sell the product. Get those differentiators in. And in response to question five, we have Dylan online going, when the client's developers added their cookie pop-up, they added a box for marketing cookies that was automatically unchecked. So users often opted out of any marketing tracking. So purchase and revenue wasn't tracked in GA for a week. Lord have mercy. I'm sure there's bigger issues out there, but I lost sleep for a week thinking I tanked the campaigns, not knowing that the developer had added the pop-up late on a Friday, love it. Don't make big changes later on a Friday. Come on, haven't people learned nothing? Oh Lord, anyway, doing Brown then responds to question five as well, saying it's always convincing people to try something new or different than what they think things should look like. Change is hard, but change is not impossible. I think it's sometimes it's just the pickheadedness of some people that gets me. Like, you know, you give the answer on a silver platter, you tell them how they can, it will directly help their performance, but no. To end us off with, I'm gonna give Tim Halloran's answer to question five, who goes disconnect between ad experience and page experience. The ad should peak interest like the back of a book, the landing page should continue the story. The header should be like the exposition at the start of a chapter, etc. That and long forms. Yeah, nobody likes long forms. So that brings us to the end of that chat. I hope you found that interesting, useful. I hope you felt validated with some of the frustrations we shared. It's not just you that feels this way, especially reasons why you can leave and, and you know, drop a client. If a client is being disrespectful of your ideas, of your good ideas, don't be afraid to walk away. I think I know they can be fair and, you know, oh, I don't have the, I don't have anything to go to, but your mental health is worth much more than paycheck sometimes a lot of the times i'd even say so if you do want to continue this chat with us and share more of your rants and ravings about some of the ways landing pages are not optimized properly join us on thursday that's tomorrow based on when this episode has been released on twitter spaces at 5 p.m gmt or um 12 p.m eastern time for any feedback about the podcast, maybe even some correction on anything that has been shared, do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the marketing anu, 
or on LinkedIn. We have the PPC Chat Roundup podcast group. So yeah, just join us on there. We'd love to hear your ideas. It'd be great also for my longtime listeners or new listeners who have listened for more than 30 seconds to leave a rating or review. Yeah, for Spotify, you only need to have listened to for over 30 seconds or one episode to leave a rating. And that literally takes a few seconds to get that. So just to get to do that, just go to linktree dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup so that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup i also want to do a nice little plug about for those who are in the uk or those who can make it to the uk for the 28th of july about my ppc live uk event tickets are only eight pounds tickets have been selling fast 66 tickets have already been sold as of today and i'm so excited for that i've put my slides together slides have been put together by my two co-speakers who are going to be amazing you do not want to miss it i'm going to be talking about automation another of the Speakers is going to be talking about how to use third-party data to contextualize your PPC activity. And we've also got another speaker talking about the pillars of PPC and, and how that should, yeah, inform what you should always be focusing on, I imagine, especially for audits. So finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. 